Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for November 13th, 2007. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined each week by our team of Orlando experts, including Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. This week we have a lot to tell you about, including our report on the start of the Christmas season at Walt Disney World, with information on Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and this year's Osborne Lights at the Disney MGM Studios. We also have some great video from the new Castle Lighting Ceremony at the Magic Kingdom for you this week. Kevin Close has an advanced look at the new Yak and Yeti restaurant at Disney's Animal Kingdom. We'll also give you a report on this year's Festival of the Masters at Downtown Disney, and we'll give away a prize package from the festival to one of our listeners. And Julie Martin has the next installment in her store tour series. This week she takes us through the Japan Pavilion at Epcot, all that plus Roundtable Rapid Fire, and your emails on this week's edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. All right, we're going to start off with some housekeeping. We finally have a location for our meets in December, thanks to John and Kevin, who have been diligently trying to arrange this. And uh, I'll let you guys announce uh, where we're doing this. We're very excited. We have the brand new Hospitality Lounge at the Swan. It's on the 12th floor of the Swan. Uh, it's newly redone, really newly redecorated. We're going to be one of the first people in there, one of the first groups in there. We're very excited to have this space. One of the reasons we've been holding off so long is we actually had to wait for them to get a certificate of occupancy before we could even were even told we could have it. We'll be the first ones in there, yep. So that's why we've been keeping so quiet about it. And uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be serving some uh, some more derby type stuff and. We're going to look into refreshments and make sure we have a really cool thing set up for that. Yeah, we'll have some nice, uh, some nice stuff uh, in, in that regard. We've worked on some, some giveaways. We're going to be giving out some stuff. I think people are going to be excited. I don't want to give out too many details. I want people to be surprised and excited when they come. So it'll be December 6th and the 13th from... 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on the 12th floor of the Swan in the hospitality lounge and we'll post on the boards and we'll put up information about how to get there and that sort of thing. So it's really great. It's on property. Don't have to leave property. You can take the boat over and come and see us. And this is really, you know, this is just, we want to uh, get a chance to meet as many of our, uh, our listeners as we can. And, uh, no, we're not expecting everybody to stay for three hours, but just right. stop by for a little while, have a snack, a little drink and say hello. So we're real excited about it. Looking forward to it. And uh, I'll tell you, John and Kevin have got some have put together some really cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, for this, We're, I'm really excited. I'm real, real excited. So good. We finally have that settled. And uh, yeah, that's a load off can, my yeah, mind. <laughs> breathe a sigh of relief. Where are we going to do this? Um, we weren't sure if it was going to be like, okay, everybody meet in front of Country Bear Jamboree, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or Wide World of Sports. Now, if you and, and if you're uh, planning on joining us, please make sure you uh, let us know. You can go to our. Uh, podcast homepage at podcast.wdwinfo.com and there'll be a link there for you to RSVP. Let us know uh, which date you're going to be attending and who you're going to be bringing with you so we have a rough idea of the head count. So we so, order enough watercress sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to have enough celery sticks on hand. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, the other thing that uh, I want to discuss in uh, housekeeping this week is uh, in regards to our email show. Um, we're going to start uh, releasing the email shows on Wednesdays instead of Tuesdays from now on. Um, it gives me a little more time with the editing. It doesn't make the Monday night quite so hateful for me. Um, it kind of stinks being up till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, 
doing the editing. So um, it helps me out a little bit, and I think it breaks the show up a little bit during the week, and we're kind of thinking about other things we can be doing, new shows, new show ideas we can be doing to expand what we do during the week. So uh, this is kind of a move in that direction. Uh, and I apologize that today's show is up late, but as I mentioned on the boards, we decided to delay the show in order that uh, everyone could, or some of us could, go experience Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. It's funny. I posted the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I saw <laughs> I, your response, Kevin. I, just, I posted the same thing. There was just so much going on yesterday. It, it seemed was like a, everything happened the same every, night. Yeah. Big, busy day, yeah. I was over at MGM with the um, Holly, uh, Holly Parade uh, at MGM, and that started. And then the Osborne Lights at night. That kicked off, and it's like it was crazy. And then I went over to the Contemporary and shot the video of the fireworks from from that point for the uh, Christmas party. Yeah, we have a lot of video. It's like, unbelievable. We have a lot of video that's going up uh, going up this week. I know you shot video, Bob. John shot some great video of the uh, castle lighting ceremony at the Magic Kingdom. That is really really cool. So that's going up with the show this week. And uh, I'm not sure how much video is going up, like, today. But uh, I'm going to try and get it up as fast as I can. But So, all right. And the only other thing I want to mention in housekeeping is that uh, the voicemails have started falling off again, people. Um, so let's get with the program. one eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. 310 Love to hear from you. If we play your voicemail on the show, read your email on the show, you get a T-shirt and you get a chance to win a prize at the end of the month. So. One eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. Give us a call and let us know uh, what questions you have, any comments you have on the show. If you don't like Bob, if you do like Bob, <laughs> what, what, what happened? What I you think of, off there? What you think of Bob's new baby Herman haircut? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I just have to go on record. I'm going back to the barber this week. <laughs> Evidently, I fell asleep in the chair, and it's just. Not right. That's spelled B-A-W-B-A-W. Barber. When bad things happen to good hair. It's yeah. like, oh my God. I woke up the next morning and Diana said, what happened to you? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> like you got drunk like, and went and got a like haircut. You, wow. you didn't notice this yesterday? And that's saying, and that's <laughs> I didn't saying, look and that, in the mirror. And that's saying something because he's a pretty rough sight when he gets up in the morning. So. Oh God. But um, all right. Now, uh, as I've been saying, we have a, uh, we've had a re- we had a real big show. We have a very busy show this week. So I've decided to uh, scale back on the news. There were, first of all, there really wasn't much going on in the news that really was more compelling than what we already have to talk about. But the one thing I do want to mention is that uh, Disneyland is doing something really, really cool for the firefighters and rescue workers who uh, you know, helped out during the, uh, the wildfires out there. And from uh, November 13th through February 28th, they're offering... Uh, Southern California firefighters, law enforcement, and rescue personnel, complimentary three-day park hopper passes to the parks. Wow. Um, and in addition to that, they also give them some, uh, some discounts and, and things like that. I thought that was a really, yeah, uh, they do, a really nice they, way to yeah, say thank you. Yeah, they step up when they Well, Disney, does, like Disney World does that here, too. When, yeah. we've had, when we had our fires and some of the you know, bad hurricanes we've had, they've done that. So um, I just thought that was really, really cool. And... Uh, we certainly won't miss an opportunity to take a shot at Disney. We also got to give them a round of applause when they do something right. If you qualify for those passes, you just need to call uh, Disneyland at 714-781-7290, or you can go to Disneyland.com forward slash hero. But uh, again, very cool. Glad to see they're doing it. So that will do it for 
our housekeeping stuff. We're going to move on and uh, get into rapid fire so that we can get to some of this uh, some of this content we have. Who wants to start us off? I will. All right, Bob. I have a couple. Uh, first one, I, people that went to the art festival at Downtown Disney, uh, they may have another chance on November 24th and 25th out in uh, downtown Cocoa Beach for the 44th annual Space Coast Art Festival. And there's over 240-plus artists that are going to be out there. Wow. And it, it seems like it's a pretty big event. I mean, they took out a full-page ad in the uh, Orlando Sentinel, and there's food, music. This is Festival of the Amateurs? No. <laughs> no, they've been doing it longer than Disney. Oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> Look, they even have a picture of a I space didn't pick guy. on you at all last week, so I've got two weeks to it make up It is a cool ad, Bob. It is right. a cool ad. And there's, children, there's a children's art area. And you can log on to www.spacecoastartfestival.com, or you can call 321-74-3322. And, I mean, there's some AT&Ts backing it. Bright House is backing it, so... 240 artists, that's that's more than... There's got to be one that's yeah. good. At, at least one or two. So Art yeah. is subjective. So <laughs> I'm sure Corey's going to go to that. Definitely. But that's that. Hopefully. And I have another quick one. Uh, Universal Studios is going to change out the earthquake attraction. It's about uh, time. Well, they're, they're going to change it, the name. They're changing yeah, well, the name. Pretty, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, the big one to... They're going to call it Disaster. <laughs> well, maybe they're cutting out Charlton Heston too. I hope. I'm pretty major sure Charlton Heston's going. Since like most people don't even know who he is. Major anymore. motion picture. And all ride. the references to the Irwin Allen disaster movies from the early seventies. Yeah. So <laughs> like, okay, like no. they're still contemporary and really. But <laughs> it, it's not a, a long rehab. It's only going to be down a few weeks. It doesn't take long to take out Charlton Heston. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Michael Moore found that out. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my rapid fires. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Right. I'm sure. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Soap Weekend later, but I'll come back to that later. Oh, yeah. We don't have room for that this week. Oh, I just Susan Lucci, she was... What about La Lucci? She, she called me a, uh, like a bear. Huh? What? She, called? she called me a bear. Is the new ride at Universal based on your podcasts? Yeah. Disaster? <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost got hit by a, one oh, of wait, the you, cars. Oh, you went to Soap I went to Soap oh, I didn't Weekend. You went. I went three days. You saw La Lucci? I saw. I, I have a. Apparently, yeah, I have she a, talked uh, to him or made fun of him. Yeah, I have a. Uh, yeah, we have to talk about that in a weekend. Well, okay. We have a, like, a lot of time because okay. I want to hear about La Lucci. So save those stories because like, I'm very interested okay. to know that. But well, okay. she signed. Uh, she signed uh, something. Yeah. For what? What she signed? She signed. Where is it? She signed his arm. No, she signed his chest. Oh, here's another guy. Ty. Tom lifted his shirt up. And said, here's just a, here's my chest. another one. I got this for you. Who the heck's that? I don't know. Some cute guy. Tyler Quist. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> Nicholas. Put him up on the wall, Nicholas Peter. Nicholas <laughs> on General Hospital. <laughs> we so. have no idea who he is, but he's going on the wall. <laughs> Where's Lelucci? I'm looking for her. Hold on. Bob, hold on. I'll I thought back. I saw it. She's Go on to somebody else, and I'll get it. What, what do you mean? Where, where is it? He's not really care. He's got to take the he's got to take the headphones off. This is a serious thing. <laughs> this is like that old radio show when the closet opened and everything. Fell out. <laughs> <laughs> McGee and Molly or yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> we opened the closet. 
This man literally has bags and bags of stuff. He's like the crazy bag lady. I don't even think they would let you walk onto a plane with all the stuff. I just want you to see what I put it inside his soap guide. I put it in my soap guide. Yeah. Hold on. Well, Bob used there to watch. Is. Didn't you used to watch soap operas and gay no. bars in Tampa? <laughs> <laughs> to Bob Susie. Oh. Okay, there goes breakfast. <laughs> to Bob Susie. He knows I love Lelucci. He didn't get me an autograph while he was there, did he? No, of course not. This isn't Susan Lucci's signature. <laughs> this is your writing. I couldn't wait in the line. So I just <laughs> handwriting. He forced it. I, it was the best I, I could do. I couldn't Even wait in the line. At the bottom, you I know, almost got like run over down. by your car on and you Hollywood put, Boulevard, so I... To Bob Susie? Susie. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was odd. You could put Susie Q. Circles in the heart. I at least got him past Peter before it yeah, actually did. Plus it's today, like, that's, today that's not hard. So. Plus it's like ripped out of, the, of a TV guide or something. And it's the I think it's from the honestly, soap guide. Honestly, honestly, I, after eight years of working with this guy, there's just... Things that other people would stop and look at and go, that's crazy. I just accept as normal. I mean, it's just Bob. <laughs> I mean, this guy that no Anything could happen. This guy's got this little five by seven plushy thing. And, yeah. yeah. Bob, got, Bob's got, got a scrap of paper he found. Well, how many of these did he sign? Well, apparently he wasn't busy. They were passing out. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, they were passing them out? <laughs> you can have one. It's, that's yeah. okay. It's okay. Donate mine to someone who I'll cares. Put it on the wall. In the meantime, okay, anybody Susie who's a huge fan of Nicholas on General Hospital? Yeah, Tyler Christopher. Contact us and we'll send you we some like, signed photos. Yeah, we got like five or ten pictures of him signed. So. <laughs> I just, I, I just want to say, going, do you know who I am? <laughs> no. I just quickly want to say, he's apparently the bottom so of the soap opera world. Well, if you don't done say anything well. It was done very well. And they, they set up a whole stage. You know how they used to put in the ABC theater there, right on the corner by the, the big hat on the left? Mm-hmm. They used to have the show in there. Well, they moved it, and they put a, a whole stage out behind Rock and Roller Coaster. And it held a lot of people. And they had 12 shows out there. Wow. And, but they did a good job. They really did. Cool. All right, Bob, thank you for that. Very extended <laughs> rapid fire. Mrs. Martin. <clears throat> Mine is about the 21st annual Festival of Trees here in Orlando. Festival of Trees? Please continue to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. No, sorry. No, it's Orlando's premier holiday event. It's only for nine days. According um, to who? It's our premier holiday event. Right? It's from November 10th through November 18th. It takes place at the Orlando Museum of Art. It's where they transform the museum into a sparkling winter wonderland mm-hmm. where they have Christmas trees and other festive decorations there to delight the whole family. It's a family event. Um, this year's theme is Where the Treetops Glisten. It wow. is daily from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. The proceeds benefit Orlando Museum of Art. Um, general admission is $10 for adults and 6 for children. They do offer group discounts on groups of 25 or more. And then they also have some special events. Uh, Wednesday, November 14th, they have a reindeer romp from 6.30 to 8.30, which is $12. And then on Friday, the 16th, they have a jazz stroll from 7 to 10 p.m. That's $30. And for more information, visit... Uh, www.councilof101.net They are the group putting this on or 407-672-3838 Cool. I just wanted to do something different something that wasn't Disney Yeah, that actually sounds pretty cool. When you first said Festival of Trees I'm like, what the heck? See, I knew that most of you probably hadn't heard of it but 
I mean, twenty. Like, this is the twenty-first year. So you walk, you walk out to the woods, and there are the trees. <laughs> Festival of trees. I've been to it. It's nice. Yeah, is I've it? heard that it's very I nice. I don't know that I would describe it as the premier holiday event in Orlando, though. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess they say premier because it happens so early. Because they have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, as in first. <laughs> as, it's in November, so and it doesn't t- go place like true. all the way through the holidays. Sally so. Parton's had her Christmas sub decorations yeah. up since September. But, since um, the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> she never takes them down. I thought we probably have a lot of listeners who are local, you know, as well as people who are coming in for vacation, so it would be something a little bit different. Something different, mm-hmm. yeah. It is a nice event. It's a nice event. It's an upscale event. Right. Cool. You're doing something good for the art community. Excellent. Thank you very much, Mrs. Martin. Julie's, Mr. Martin. Julie's going to make me take her. <laughs> Aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she mentioned it. Anyway, we have the uh, the <laughs> private. Oh, she's got to drag you to art. So oh, when? To see Julie, trees? If he doesn't want to go, I'll go with you. This right, is a me and Bob like, are going to have a date. <laughs> this is a little like walking through the Christmas department at Home Depot. Oh, look at Bob yeah. moving in on Corey's wife like that. <laughs> Boy, well, he just he just slid right in. I actually there. thought Peter would be something that you and I would enjoy because I know we've done our holiday like decorate decoration well, shopping well, together. The decorations here. I was going to say it requires leaving the house, Julie. <laughs> you silly girl. How long have you known me? Videotape it. Bring it to Pete. Yeah, unless they're actually yeah. bringing the stuff to my front lawn. Probably not. Get some good ideas. No, I do plan. I, I have to this year. I, I I promised myself this year I am going to get out to see that stuff. That's what my mother would love. Yeah. My mother would love to take do her that. to see it. So. Cool. Thank you very much. Julie. Or uh, Corey. (laughs) We look so much alike. (laughs) I just want to let everybody know that we have the private dining contact info for the specialty fireworks cruises. (laughs) (laughs) I did too. And Angel just got their wings. <laughs> Maxwell. Max's, yeah. uh, Max's collar. Sorry, Corey. <laughs> it's like sleigh bells. <laughs> Santa's a little early. I guess. It's a premier Santa event. And you know what's, what's, what's sad is that once I, once I run this through the, uh, the software filter... Um, no one will hear the bells but us. The, it, yeah. That, people are just not... Well, Can't we'll, we'll insert not have heard artificial that. bells? Yeah, we need to ring something. I guess I could. Insert something where they don't put any liquids in if it doesn't show, If it doesn't show up, I'll put something in. <laughs> okay. Where was I? It doesn't matter. Just <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just <laughs> talk. Start. Uh, no, yeah. So the, uh, yeah, the f- private dining contact info for the specialty fireworks cruises. If you want to enhance your cruise by adding food or drinks, you can call these numbers. Basically call in the... The Contemporary Wilderness Lodge, Grand Floridian, Polynesian, or Yacht and Beach Club directly. You still have to book it through 407 WDW Play, but these are numbers to enhance. And also, the uh, tickets for the Atlanta Braves spring training games at Disney's Wild World of Sports are scheduled to go on sale January 5th, 2008. That's my rapid fires. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) The words of Bob. Thanks, Julie. (laughs) To quote Bob, that's my rapid fires. (laughs) Mine's really rapid. John and I just uh, attended something this weekend. Every Sunday from 10 to 4, Celebration has a farmer's market on Market Street, right in downtown Celebration. And we had a really good time, surprisingly. We sort of stumbled on it. And it's great. They sell food and they sell sort of crafty things. And there are people selling all sorts of things. It's It really starts to end around 330 by 4 o'clock, everyone's pretty much gone. But this is something that goes on every Sunday. So if you're looking for something to do that's not park-related, there's a lot of great restaurants there that are all open during this. It's a great uh, thing to go and this do. Is, this is something you should bring your mom to. She yeah. would love it. You know, handmade, crafty stuff. Oh, yeah, she'd love it. Is that year-round? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, wow. every Sunday. Uh, it's, it's really nice now because the weather is so nice. It's yeah. a great time to be out. But there were people selling... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> 
<laughs> there were people selling phlegm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, there were people selling fresh apple cider, or apple cider and fresh orange juice. There was fresh baked goods. And again, there were all sorts of you know handicraft things and tchotchkes. And there was a whole place selling little doggy treats at outrageous prices. But you got to buy them for your dogs because no. they're so Max cute. won't eat them. My dogs love them. He won't eat them. Mm-hmm. Our no. dogs. No, he wants... <laughs> He wants the cheapest, nastiest stuff you can give him. That he loves. <laughs> you try and give him anything gourmet, and the dog's like, no. Nah. You got to take your mom. We took my my mom. For dog treats? <laughs> <laughs> if she'll eat them. Um, but it's something to do. It's a great... And all the stores are open along Market Street, so it's Did fun. you taste cool. the apple cider? I didn't. I was just wondering, because I like apple cider. John loves apple cider. You should have Corey take him. I didn't take try there. Sorry. Now, if you want the best apple cider in the world, you go to... Um, um, Leniger's in upstate New York. No, in Colts Neck, in Jersey, um, Delicious Orchards. Oh, incredible apple cider there. Mm. That's a little far, though. Yeah, next time you're passing through. Plus, they had the uh, holiday events. We went to Saturday night down in Celebration. That was a one-night thing, though. That oh. was a taste of Celebration. That's like oh, that's Celebration's right. Food and Wine Festival. But they're going to be starting up the holiday thing on and the weekends. Every night now, it's going to snow in Celebration. Yeah, so. Until New Year's Eve. That's a lot of fun. They have the, so fun. they have the little train and the wagon ride. What? You the train okay? wreck? No, no, I'm just, I'm, never mind. Okay. My rapid fire, moving on. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Bush Entertainment has announced that it's going to increase the one-day ticket price to SeaWorld. Yay. Sixty-seven ninety-five. I was wondering when they were going to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's about time, right? Except with SeaWorld, that, that increase, sixty-seven ninety-five. that gives you a week. You well, no, that's that's only right now. That's only for Florida residents. Oh, that's that special pass they have. Um, By one day, come back for like seven hundred and fifty. Yeah, it's yeah. like come back for a year. Please, we beg you. Please, it works come out back. about eight cents a visit. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> something called, like that. It's called the pay for the day pass, and it's for Florida residents. And if they buy one, they get now. Oh, if you wine, they'll give it to you. But what they're going to do is they're going to put together a whole bunch of different tickets for their different parks. Now, do, this is something new for them. They're going to have a combined SeaWorld and Aquatica ticket for when Aquatica opens in March, and that's going to be eighty nine ninety five. Mm-hmm. And I think they, that's a pretty good deal. That's a good deal. I think yeah. it's a great deal. I saw that on TV. They're going to do a three park ticket: SeaWorld, Aquatica, and Busch Gardens for one thirty four ninety five. So there's some savings there. Um, the other thing is is that Busch Gardens is going to change their corporate name. They have ten parks now. Apparently, <laughs> I saw that they're, they're going to be called Busch Hollywood Studios. Or no. <laughs> Almost as silly, um, they're going to be called Worlds of Discovery. Huh? I think it's really cheesy. Yeah, Yeah. that is cheesy. It is kind of stupid. Worlds of Discovery. I remember seeing this story on the news. Plus, they move in their office over on. Is that what the beer is going to be called now, too? (laughs) Really? Yeah. I don't think it's more to do with their theme park business. Mm -hmm. They're going to rebrand that to the Worlds of Discovery, but. All right, and I've got uh, this. Have you, have, has anybody seen this? Uh, what, what they're doing with um, at California Adventure, part of the expansion. With uh, they've hired the folks that have done that do the uh, water show out in front of the Bellagio in Las Vegas, and they're going to create this nine thousand seat amphitheater around the lagoon in um, uh, around Paradise Pier, okay. in California Adventure, and they're going to do this this water show, this color light. This World of Color water show. Hmm. And uh, it's not going to use any performers, no no, no other special effects. It's just going to be these these, these, these water cannons and 
There's not going to be any globes with pictures on them nope, or anything? Nope. I, I, and I, I got to tell you, it sounds, it I think that sounds outrageous. Where are they putting yeah. the theater? Is it going to be facing the rides? I think, uh, well, I'm not sure. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that. I just know they're going to do a 9,000-seat amphitheater around the lagoon so cool. that for, the, for this show. So, you know, if you've ever seen the, the, the fountains at the Bellagio, which are a, yeah. an attraction themselves, um, that's exactly what they're going to try and recreate, a Disney version of that. Wow. I wonder if they could use that for the candlelight and expand out there. Well you, the know, well, you, well, you know that if, uh, especially with uh, Jay Rasulo in charge, if it's popular and it works, it'll be in every Disney park in the world soon. So. Imagine doing the candlelight thing to the fountains <laughs> if that came about. That would be cool. So. I, I just thought that was I, I just thought that was interesting an interesting yeah. um, addition, uh, and I think it gives us an indication of where their uh, where their heads at. Well, it's really that. great that if they're going to start putting stuff in that really interests people, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a good idea. Not to put too fine a point on it. I know, but, but yeah. I, I wasn't impressed with the bread making thing. I mean, it just. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I love, I'm sorry. I love California Adventure. I thought I California Adventure is a great no, I park. I don't have anything bad to say about. I mean, I understand where some people have a problem with it, but I like watching know. them make tortillas and dough uh, for about six minutes. Yeah, Disney. <laughs> the problem with California Adventure is Disney forgot who their audience was. Right. They forgot that their primary audience is you know California locals, and uh, they created a theme park that was uh, aimed at California tourists. So. Uh, so that's w- one of the reasons they have to pump. What did we say Calif- it was going to? It was Calif- going to be one point three billion yeah. dollars. Yeah. It's they, they're putting more into the renovation than they did into building it. They yeah. should have put California Adventure here and made like a Florida Adventure over there. That would make sense if they wanted something touristy. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So. <clears throat> All right. Well, that will do it for Rapid Fire this week. We're going to move on to our next segment, and uh, Kevin actually has some advance info for us on the Yak and Yeti restaurant at Animal Kingdom. I was lucky enough to get hold of a menu uh, prior to the opening. They're going to open tomorrow. However, I was told between now and January 3rd, they will take no advanced dining reservations. Yak and Yeti will be open beginning tomorrow, strictly on a walk-up basis. You'll get a buzzer and be told when your seat is ready. Uh, we have the advanced uh, copy of the menu, and we will have it up in our dining database fairly soon. And it looks like things range from... There's two, four, six. There's eight appetizers, uh, three soups and salads. There's five sides, four specialty entrees, two noodle entrees, three wok entrees, and three grilled entrees. It looks to me the most expensive thing on the menu is twenty two ninety nine, and that is for baby back ribs from the grill. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. I see thirty ninety nine, and that's for seared miso salmon. I see something. That says here. twenty ninety nine. It's twenty. I'm sorry, twenty ninety nine. My glasses aren't all that good. <laughs> I see something on the appetizers that I think you're going to like, Kevin. The wok fried green beans. Oh my gosh! There was a restaurant here in Orlando that used to make Remember those, that? and they've gone out of business, and we missed them. Yeah, and these prices are very consistent with uh, Rainforest Cafe. We got this advance information from a Disney employee who shall remain nameless. This person got us a copy of the menu and was. Uh, had the opportunity to sample some of the food recently. Now, apparently, I was under the impression that this was going to just be a sit-down restaurant. I understand there's also going to be a quick-service takeaway area. Good idea. And apparently, the food that was tasted came from the quick-service takeaway area. Now, I don't think it's fair to review a restaurant that really isn't even open yet. No, of course not. But so far, the prospects weren't good. Oh, really? Um, 
I was I was told that what was served was a little bit le- below par. It wasn't tasted like yak. More yak <laughs> than yeti. Um, <laughs> again, this is yeah, but this is nobody it's, should base anything on that at right. all. No, I, again, please don't take this as a review. I'm hoping to get over there this week and for next week and uh, have a review of the restaurant for next week's show. Now, my feeling is if you've been open a couple days and you're charging me full price, I have a right to tell you what I think. I don't think I have a right to review food that was given to me. Yeah. No, exactly. Right now they're okay. practicing. Great. So I figure if they're willing to open up and start charging people full prices for food tomorrow, then it's our responsibility to tell you what we think. Yep. I understand from people who have seen inside the restaurant that the restaurant itself is spectacular. Mm. I don't have any details on that other than that. So I will let you know what I think and hopefully have some pictures next week. I wish I could get over there tomorrow. I got meetings all day tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going over. I'm going to run over there tomorrow too. So. Well, thank you, Kevin, for that information. We're going to uh, discuss a little bit about uh, some of what's going on for Christmas at the parks. A lot of stuff has started up. Osborne Lights have started. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party has started. And they've made some, uh, they've made some very impressive changes to the castle. And, you know, any true Disney fan that hears changes to the castle automatically thinks back to the nightmare that was the 25th anniversary, the... <laughs> Pepto cake. The Pepto-Bismol cake um, that they turned the castle into. But um, Disney has absolutely learned their lesson on what they do to the castle because every change they've made to it since then has been done, I think, with a great deal of taste. And, it's elegant. Uh, and elegance. And uh, this is certainly no different. John and Kevin were over there for that uh, last night, and uh, we actually have some video that's going up with the show. It'll be... Available on stream on the site. It'll also be available for download through iTunes. We also have some um, still photos that we can you can see also. Yep. The nice thing about the castle this time is if before this special effect takes effect, you wouldn't know there's any change to the castle. You don't see anything. There's nothing blocking. That's wild. Right. It really is. It's for the purists. If you're looking for one of those pictures in front of the castle that you know you just want the pure Disney castle, you can take that picture with no problem. I was concerned about that. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It may be the, terrific. the big reason they took all those characters off the castle that were in gold for the 50th anniversary because this was coming. For those who do, don't know what we're talking about, they've actually put um, the equivalent of icicle lights like you'd hang on your house, but Disney's version of icicle lights all over the castle. They um, twinkle. They are sort of independently lit so they can light different areas as they want them. But when the whole castle is lit up, it actually looks like it's covered with icicles. It's absolutely beautiful. This is going to happen every day between now and New Year's, the day after New Year's, starting at 545. And there's a storyline behind it, which you'll be able to hear in the video. But uh, the fairy godmother is granting Cinderella a wish, and Cinderella wishes that her castle could be decorated. So the fairy Cinderella is so selfish. I want, I want, I want. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but the fairy godmother comes out to the balcony, which is really nice. So if you're interested in getting a good picture of fairy godmother, I would suggest you get there earlier in the earlier in the day, because the front fills up pretty quickly. But you'll be able to get a picture of the fairy godmother, and she grants Cinderella her wish to decorate the castle. Of course, she does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead, but I have a funny story about Lady Tremaine later on when we're talking about her and Cinderella. It was funny. <laughs> oh, while we're talking about uh, Christmas lights, uh, Bob, you were over at uh, MGM for 
the start of the Osborne lights. Osborne lights, yeah. That Had was, it come out. That was amazing. Yeah. Remember last year's show? Last it, year's was tremendous. It's it's just as good, if not better. Really? They they actually, if you're going down the, the street of America, on the right-hand side where there's a gap, they put they have this new tree that I'd say it's like 50 feet tall, mm-hmm. but it's three trees in one. There's a, like a smaller one and then a bigger one and then a bigger one. And they have that all synchronized to lights now, and it, they just added it this year. So it was spectacular when it goes on the uh, the light show with the dancing with the lights. Right. And I shot a bunch of video. There's four different songs that they play that the lights dance to. Uh, and you have to you have to actually experience it from down at the end of the street down near where the lights action motor car race thing is looking back up the street towards the uh, New York skyline stand there and then it's, it's four cycles of lights uh, and they play two songs in between they have the dancing of the lights happen more often than last year mm-hmm. so you go the dancing lights two songs and then you'll go back into another dancing of the lights and then they go through four cycles so you have to see the four of them from that point but then you need to go over to um the street where the uh san francisco skyline where it goes up the hill yes okay you have to stand down on that end and look up towards where the tree is and you get a, a totally different experience because you can't see the tree from where you Looking were. up towards New York, right. the skyline. It's, it's tucked in. So that's a whole different experience, and that's why I shot the video in the two spots. So I have the four songs and the, and the video, and I also had the uh, – I got the tree lighting experience where they throw the switch. And that happens at dusk, and dusk – was hard for them to describe, but dusk happened at six o'clock last night. But it could be moving forward to like five forty-five right. or five thirty. But check with the person. There's usually a person in control of the switch, and he knows he has a headset on. So go over and ask him what time it's going to happen. I actually have a picture that I was picked to throw the switch up here, the top one. Oh really? Yeah. But the problem this was this isn't another Susan Lucci. Well, <laughs> Bob's well playing around it's Bob in his backyard. No, that's that's the real switch, and uh, I was actually going to throw the switch. Yeah, but, but I don't see any other people around you. Well, that's true. But anyway, they heard about my lightsaber problem with Star Wars, and they reneged on letting me throw the switch. So somebody else threw the switch. Susan Lucci was just out of the frame. Yeah. No. Oh. So, but I did get to touch the switch. <laughs> yeah, there's well. nothing creepy there. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking but, of trees, the Magic Kingdom's Christmas tree is in a different spot at the moment. It is near the Rose Garden. It's between the castle and Stitch's Great Escape, as opposed to being down in Town Square just after you come through the train station. Mm-hmm. I asked last night why that is, if that was going to be the permanent location, and it's only there until the taping of the Christmas parade. Oh, okay. right. That's where they put the, the big camera dolly, and it will be moved on December 3rd. Yeah. So it will be back in its rightful spot. Good. 
Well, while we're talking about uh, the Magic Kingdom, let's come back to you guys and talk about uh, you stayed for a little while for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party last night. We did. Since we were there for the, the castle lighting, we decided, what the heck, let's stay for the, for the uh, Christmas party a little bit. Um, a piece of advice, something I didn't know, surprisingly enough, uh, you can't get a discount at the actual park. When you buy it at the gate. Right, when you buy the ticket at the gate. You can only get your discounts in advance. We, I asked, they said, I'm a Florida resident, annual pass holder, and they said no discounts. So that's something to keep in mind. If you're going to be on one of those dates that has a discount for the party, try to get those in advance. Take, take the phone get. number and you can call up. How, much, know, how much was it at the gate? Uh, it was 48, 45. Yeah, it wound up being like 52 a person after tax. I didn't have that handy. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to throw you <laughs> one. Right. You weren't ready for it. Throw a loop. Um, so that's important. Yeah, we, we actually said, you know, too bad we didn't have our trios with us. We could have probably purchased them in advance online. But just it was a last-minute thing. Let's go and let's get a ticket and see it. We actually did something different this time. We were in the park and went to uh, City Hall and purchased our tickets for the party inside the park. So then we didn't have to go back out to the gate to get our wristband. They had a wristband distribution center in uh, the Rose Garden. The park is decorated so well this year. Um, it reminds me of the Halloween party and what they did for Halloween. Someone now who's in charge of decorations is really getting it right. Um, classy, yet beautiful, yet more than what they've done in the past. Wasn't I foaming at the mouth last year about that? Yes, you are. Yeah. It must have hurt us. So they had the like the decorations on the stands like they did for Halloween. On the stands, they've got bows across Main Street. They've got special things on the light posts. Really well beautiful. Done. Really, really beautiful. Um, we focused on a couple of different things. We didn't uh, necessarily want to do sort of the stuff we do every year, which, or we're going to do later on this year, which is the parade and the fireworks. We went and saw the Twas the Night Before Christmas show at the Galaxy Theater. And this is something I've never done before, so that was fun. Uh, yeah. I had, we have a fun experience waiting in line for that show. I have a little tip first. If, you want to, if you're going to the Christmas party and you want to try and get in as much as you can, if you go see the first show at 7 o'clock of Twas the Night Before Christmas, you can kind of then get everything else in. If you wait to see that show at one of the later times, you either coincide with the fireworks or one of the parades. Yeah. So the first show is very, very popular, and you need to get in line early for that show. It fills very quickly. The, the, the Galaxy Theater is a fairly good-sized theater, but the seats do go pretty quick. I would say the theater filled within four minutes of them opening the gate. Do you want me to tell the story of what happened? Tell the story of what happened. We were standing in line, and just John and I were just standing there talking. It was just he and I last night. And we actually were sharing a strawberry banana smoothie and we're standing there talking and I explained to him, I kept saying to him, are you sure you've never seen this show before? I've seen this show and I can't imagine that I came without you. Come to find out I did. Uh, (laughs) Left me behind. While we were standing in line, something happened which has never happened to us before at any park. A man turned around and he said to me, are you guys from Orlando? And I thought he was just listening to our conversation and we knew kind of what we were talking about. And I said, yeah, we are. He said, are you related to anybody who does a podcast? <laughs> and John said, no, he recognized your voice. He did. He said, I was listening to your conversation. And he looked at me and he said, I knew who you were. And then he looked at me and he says, and I was waiting to hear him talk. <laughs> and he goes, and John said, yeah, we're John and Kevin from the podcast. Well, John and Sherry 
were there with their kids, Andrew and Kelsey, and they picked us out just by hearing us talk. That's funny. I have to say that happens to me all the time. Ask Corey. I hear someone's voice, and I'm like, I hear somebody that I know, and I turn around, and there they are. It happens to me all the time. That's incredible. I, I, we did, were wearing nothing. That said, <laughs> that's Ooh, how we really picked this out. Really. <laughs> yeah, we're wearing Visuals. nothing. Visuals. See, I, I don't go. To, I don't go to those lengths. Maybe, maybe to that, get, that, that to gets get our attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me finish the statement. Let me finish. Go, go and make we, it. We were wearing nothing that said. Is unplugged out of anywhere. We were like the people in the football games. We just painted it on our bodies. <laughs> we had our, all right, all right. I get it. I, no, we were wearing nothing that had a logo on it. I, it's a great feeling, isn't it, Kevin? No, it's very no, weird. No. It's weird. <laughs> it was very weird. Well, it was. I was. We were in a very large group of people, and this was. This man was very, very polite. They this, were super nice. They were super nice. However, that conversation led to other people turning around and looking at us, and it wasn't uncomfortable. It was just very weird. Did they touch yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the wife, um, Sherry, said to her husband, are you going to be a real geek and ask for their autograph? And he said, no, I'm not that big a geek. Okay. <laughs> he is AR I, Disney on the board. I, so I, I just have to tell you that when I was over at Osborne Lights last night. Bob, you're running into people as nothing two, special well, anymore. Well, I have to mention, because I told him I'd mention, Masha and Scott from Richmond, Virginia. And Greg and Misty from Houston, Texas. And Greg Wait, and Misty Ken, had... A unless, weird... these, unless these people stop by my house, I'm never going to meet them. <laughs> this is not a weird situation for you. You're driving a cart with a camera attached to it with lights on well, it, I screaming, I'm that. Bob from the podcast. But I told them I'd mention it. And Bob, Greg... you are stealing their thunder. As a matter of fact, John, who's AR Disney on the board, said, I actually saw Bob last year, but I didn't know it was Bob. <laughs> I was in Epcot and saw this... Un- Odd man driving around in a car with what? This is his his conversation with Odd us. Odd man driving. If I want to get attention, I'll li- put wear lights and a camera on my I head and scream like Kevin from the podcast. So you got recognized before you were ever on the podcast. Uh, that's true. <laughs> These people just were standing next to us and listening to us talk. It oh. wasn't like we were looking for attention. I just okay. So they were very sweet, very nice, nice family, and they were a little mortified that we were going to mention them on the podcast. And I'm going to do it one more time. John, Sherry, Kelsey, and. Andrew. You know what the bad part about this is, though? At that point, you sort of become self-conscious and you think, I can't, like, throw a hissy fit now. <laughs> I can't be, like, ugly tourist boy now because people are going to talk about me. <laughs> ugly tourist boy. You know? You so it. then other people would turn around and look at us and go, what do you do? I'm like, nothing. I don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> if, you should have said, if you didn't recognize my voice, then... Really? <laughs> so we went to see the Twas the Night Before Christmas show, which was really good. I mean... Kevin said this, and it might be true. It was the first show of the first night. The singers were spot on. The dancers were spot on. It was a great performance. It really I've, was. The dancing last night in this show was Broadway caliber dance. Really? I'm not exaggerating. And I don't know if it was because it was their first show and they just came out of rehearsal. However, the dancing was crisp and clean and right on par throughout the whole show. It was really, really well done. I've seen it. In, you know, you see these stage shows, and after a while... Even old Broadway shows that have been around for a while, you can watch the dancing get a little sloppy. This was really sharp. Was that was one of the things I always noticed. It was so evident between Disneyland and Disney World. The caliber of entertainers that they had in Anaheim were so much better than what we had here. Obviously, their yeah. talent pool is much better. They've got Hollywood. But to hear, I mean, uh, uh, 
to hear a Broadway caliber, really. And you, but I know you've been to Broadway shows, so you say that with authority. But this is this was real. I, as a matter of fact, I watched a couple of the people last night. You know, you always there's always one that draws your eye, and you could see every movement was crisp and clean and choreographed, and they were all. Um, it was just it was really well done. As a matter of fact, as we walked out of the theater, I said that might have been the technically the best show I've ever seen at Disney. It was that good. And again, I give them credit, so I'm, I hope it stays that way throughout the run. But last night was their first show, yeah. and they were they were spot on through the entire performance. It's not easy getting accepted into Disney Entertainment. They, they put these, these girls and guys through a serious oh, process. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But, and I'm not saying any of them are bad. It's just that just after, last night after, stood out. Well, after a while, even a, a show on Broadway, they usually have to go back and retool it just to make every, sure everybody's back in line again. Because what happens is you learn the routine once, and then you sort of start putting your own little spin on it. Last night, they were perfect. Hmm. Well, I have to say in general, I'm sorry to interrupt you, John, but I have to say in general, I've noticed you know from you know when we went to Food and Wine, a couple of the times I've been just around property lately. Um, it seems like it does seem like the cast members are getting better. I have to be honest. It does seem like they're getting better, and you know, when I hear things like that, um, that the entertainment was was that good. When I uh, see th- some of the things I saw during Food and Wine, some of the extra special things I watched some cast members doing, what I saw one cast member do with my own niece, who was really ups- you know was upset um, at Epcot. Um, and just some of the ones I've had interaction with, it does seem like the caliber is coming up a notch, thank God. Because at one point it was just it was just awful. So maybe they're putting more effort into this stuff. Speaking of th- watching cast members go above and beyond, uh, we enjoy going to the back of the park to Ariel's Grotto. Um, usually we take my mom and they have a kid's dance party back there. And my mom is... During the during the events, like right during the events. Well, let, uh, uh, for the Christmas party, they have the Pavilion Cotillion mm. put on by the Tremaine ladies, Lady Tremaine and her daughters, and they were doing the limbo last night. And Lady Tremaine was walking around, and she walked over and she tapped me on the shoulder and she said, "Are you having a good time?" I said, "I'm having a great time." She and she pointed towards Cinderella's castle. She goes, "This is better than her party, don't you think?" Which I thought was very funny. I just want to tell you, I watched her. Now, Lady Tremaine doesn't smile. She was just, you know, she's very sort of stoic and almost mean. Mm -hmm. And I watched a little boy with special needs come up to her. And I watched Lady Tremaine get the eye contact from this little boy's mom. And the mother said, he's not afraid. So she turned around and she looked at him and she stayed Lady Tremaine. And she said, and how are you, young man? He wrapped his arms around her legs and screamed, I love you. (laughs) And it was so funny. She's not supposed to smile. Right. It was impossible to not smile at that. She was wonderful. And I have to give her all of my appreciation. She was wonderful with this little boy. That's cool. Really wonderful with this little boy. And it was so great. I mean, I don't have kids of my own, but it was great to stand there and Hmm. watch this happen. Uh, after we saw the Twas the Night Before Christmas stage show, we went to the main stage to watch that show. And in my opinion, by comparison, that stage show was a mess. Yeah, it was. That was just all over the place and just, it made no sense. It was very, very weird. Where I told you that the first Twas the Night Before Christmas show was sharp and Broadway caliber, this was, I've got some costumes, let's put on a show. Oh, really? What, what was the name of that show? Did they have it? That's the Celebrate the Season show, and that's at the Castle uh, stage a couple times a night. And 
you know, the whole evening had sort of a weird feel about it. You know, it's November 12th, and you're like, Christmas already? And you can almost see it on the kids' faces walking through the park. Like, this doesn't make any sense. So maybe by about that time, we were a little bit over decking the halls. And And hauling out the holly. Yeah, it was just... I also have something (laughs) else to say. Um, I have a little bit of a rant that... No matter how late or how early you get there, no matter where you're standing, you have to understand that if you pick your children up and put them on your shoulders, granted, your child is going to be able to see, but anybody that's standing behind you is going to, you're going to obliterate their view and your vacation is no more important to them. They want to be able to see also, I I see a great deal of selfishness in that. People, you know, will just all of a sudden, in the middle of uh, this huge crowd, either stand up on a concrete block or block or a concrete walk or sidewalk or bench, or put their kids up on top of their shoulders so that no one behind them can see. The bad part is everybody sort of jockeys for position, and you've got that position, and okay, now I can see because I'm between these two people's heads. And then as soon as the show starts, everybody throws their kids up on their shoulders, and you have this like line in front of you. The man ahead of us put. I'm going to guess that this little girl was probably eight. So it wasn't like she, he was putting a three-year-old up on top of his shoulders. There were two people then in front of everybody standing behind him. And he turns around and looks at me and he says to me, I'm killing you, aren't I? And I thought, well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, that's really nice. Thanks. I, and am, I, no, yeah. I mean, I can understand why they do it. I mean, because, right. you, know, you know, these kids are in a sea of adults, too, trying to see this. It's tough for the kids to see over the adults that are in front of them. And so they're trying to give, you know, and I don't, I don't know what the solution to that is, but yeah, it is. It's, it's that's very people's heads bother you a lot more when you're trying to take video and photos. You don't realize, yeah, and, and you don't want a big head, right? You know, covering the castle. It was even so. beyond that. I mean, you have kids who can't, who are just too big to be on their parents' shoulders. So now you've got a ten-year-old who can't see. Yeah, I'm because- very tall, and I, John was standing there and had his video camera all set up, and I walked over, and there was a man standing behind us who had his son on his shoulders. And then looked at me, because I stopped next to John, taps me on the shoulder and says to me, are you kidding me? You're going to stand right here? And I thought to myself, well, I'm just me. You've got somebody on your shoulders. Do you think anybody else behind you feels the same way? I think it just takes a little common decency. Yeah. If you want to put your kid on your shoulders, you think your kid has to see this show, maybe the idea is to get there a little early. But you also have to have some consideration about the people around you. Yes. If you want to hold your son or your daughter so they can see it, great. Putting them on your shoulders, that's just rude. I'm going to say what I always say. It's the happiest place on earth. It's now the Christmas season. I think we need to all be nice to each other. Yeah, I <laughs> Please, agree. I'm begging people. Just be nice to each other. Go out of your way and be nice. It, it's, it's easy to be mean. It's harder to be nice, you know? After the stage show and people's heads... We kind of just meandered around the park a little bit. We went to one of the refreshment stations where they gave you, you know, the hot chocolate that's basically, you know, powder and water that they don't even stir up. And <laughs> the, the hunks of powder in it. Oh, so oh you, God, so you bad. like the hot chocolate? Yeah, the hot chocolate is so bad. So bad. And a sugar cookie, which was awful. And you have a choice of apple cider uh, or um, apple slices and... You know, just weirdness. So we went and did that, and that was, you know, part of the thing. We went to see the two dance parties, which are very cool. We caught a little bit of the parade. The parade is great, as usual, but, you know, amongst that sea of people, unless you're positioned just right, it's kind of fruitless to stand there and try to watch the parade. So we left before um, before the fireworks took off, but 
was a great time. We had a good time. It was sort of a spontaneous, unexpected evening for us. We didn't plan to do it, so it was fun to do it. Cool. I actually watched the fireworks from the uh, contemporary fourth floor. That's one of the reasons why we didn't stay and try to position ourselves and get video of it. We knew you were going to get video of it and probably another night. So, Do they leave the lights on during the fireworks on the castle? No. All all night the lights are on the castle, and then when the fireworks go off, they dim them and they do their stuff. As you walk around the park, having the castle lit up with these lights is really kind of an – it becomes the new icon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have um, I took some pictures walking over the walkway next to Cosmic Rays. So you're looking at the castle from the side. It's it's just incredible. It, as you walk around the park to turn around and see that, where you used you know you're used to just seeing the yeah. castle. These lights really enhance yeah. it. I can't wait to see it. The people coming out on the fourth floor at the Contemporary they they said the same thing. Oh wow! As soon as they walked out. Well, cool. Well, thanks everybody for uh, all that information. That's a lot of. Uh it's a lot of stuff on Christmas so far. That's uh, now. When does um, when does Candlelight Processional start? That's the day after Thanksgiving, I believe so. Yes, and the last Christmas party is the twenty first. The last Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party is the twenty first. And the, as it gets closer to Christmas, those are the ones that sell out the quickest. So last night was very crowded. It was very very crowded last night for it being the first party. Well, I was, but I was glad to hear that you could get tickets in the park mm-hmm. on the day of. So. All right, we're going to move on to our next segment and discuss a little bit about the Festival of the Masters that went on this past weekend at Downtown Disney. And uh, who wants to, uh, well, who, who went? I, everybody but me, again? Yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah. I didn't get to that. I oh, went okay. To the so four, four of us. I went to the Hot Air Balloon Festival. Thing. We went there on Sunday. I have to say, it excites me that it's sponsored by Sharpie. I just love Sharpies, so... Did you get those <laughs> You get those free ones they were giving out? No. <gasps> you didn't oh, get you, the free ones? You didn't get your retractable Sharpie? I have one already at home. Uh, uh, they gave them away in purple. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> but anyway, I had to say that. <laughs> no, it was great. I mean, I think anybody that's going to be in town during this for next year, I mean, it's, it's something to see. It's free. I don't think you'll ever see this many people at downtown Disney Westside or even the Marketplace. We didn't make it to the Marketplace. We were. There wasn't really anything over there. That, well, it was the chalk painters that I was, the street painters that I really wanted to see. But oh, you didn't time, see time just flew by when you're yeah. looking at over 160 of these little booths. But um, it was, it was a really, we had a great time. I think the weather too had a, had a nice impact on oh. on the day we had. It was gorgeous this past weekend. We it went. was. Oh my God! It was incredible. This is, this is just an unbelievable time of the year. Kevin, you know what? Kevin and I went as well. We. We enjoy it every year. We love to go. I found this year to be a little, and I, you don't know if it's your frame of mind or whatever, I found things to be very redundant. One of the things we found was there was a lot of people doing art with bottle caps. Well, that, that's, that's the folk that's art. That's the folk art. Folk yeah. art's mainly used, um, they, they find mixed media and they put those together. That, found objects. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I understand folk art and I appreciate that, but there's different things you can do. When you see three or four of them, it's kind of like... Even within that, yeah. that, that framework, there were... Three or four people who did bottle cap Elvises. Even the theme of their artwork seemed to be repetitive. Maybe from they're from the same art group, though, too. Yeah. You know, folk art, you you look at folk art, it all looks very similar to each other. I mean, it all looks like the House of Blues. I actually found an artist, and if I had, um, if money were no object, I would have purchased one of these pieces of work. Her her name was, I'm not sure if it's a man or a woman, but the name is Chris Antio. And I thought it was terrific stuff. 
there really is something for everyone. There's no way you're going to like all the artwork there because there's so, so many different mediums that they use. I mean, there's glass work, there's painting, sculptures, prints, drawing, photography, jewelry, leather and wood, yeah. um, collages. And for the second year, they actually had digital art. So huh. that, that, you know, they are trying to do some new things, things there. But there's something for everybody. I, I can, it's, it's different from walking through a museum because you can walk through a museum and you can look at artwork and you can say, oh, I really don't like it. It's tough to do that here because the artist is standing right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and you, you feel guilty if you're just walking past some of these because, you know, for me, for me, I use this event as like inspiration for, for my own artwork. I'm like, oh, okay, how'd you do that? Uh, how, what's, what are you using to do that? Yeah, but some of it you look at and you think, okay, I know how you did that, and right, I don't really right. have yeah. anything. Yeah. I saw a lot more etchings and engravings this year, which I really like. Reminds me of Rembrandt and people like that. I also think, too, you know, you gravitate towards what you like. I mean, yeah. you know, there are parts of it where you just walk past and you don't pay attention to anything because you think that doesn't interest me. But However, there's some stuff that's breathtaking. Yes. There's oh. a, a yeah. guy that's there every year, and he's right in front of Bongo's Cuban Cafe. He does the huge... Was that the sculpture? Above... Yeah. These are not even life-size. They're huge. Like a huge moose. The moose. And the moose is made out of rusted nails. It's, it's all metal. I like the buffalo. And they're giant. And there was a bear and a, a fish this time. And there yeah. was some sort of monster. And it's all... He does it with um, carpentry nails. Hundreds of thousands of carpentry nails. And they're all rusted. So they have these beautiful... They're outdoor sculpture. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Wow. I think, I think the thing here is if you have time and you're going to be there and you can do it it's definitely worth the day to go into it and see something you're, yeah. you're bound to see something that sparks your imagination and not, not everything's too expensive you know I, I saw some things the piece I wanted was only $125 wow yeah. Kevin found something for 10 bucks <laughs> I, I, there was a man making little wooden boxes artisan boxes oh yeah I saw those and they were tiny and I bought my mom one as a pill box yeah. it was 10 bucks so I mean like and art is you know you don't have to like it for it to be successful it can create a negative uh, reaction and it created the reaction it was supposed to create then right I gotta tell you really and truly is there any better time of the year to come down here to visit than the fall no. between the, the Halloween parties uh, food and wine festival festival of the masters the stuff going on at celebration the stuff, stuff on the space coast stuff on the space, space I mean coast. is there is there any better time every, to every be week there's, there's something in the paper yeah. that says oh wow I gotta go to I mean I went to that hot air balloon thing on Saturday there were a hundred hot air balloons that took off from the from uh, the the place and I, I didn't make it to that one, but I went Sunday, and they had at least 30. And there was an air show and everything else. It was Autumn cool. is Central Florida's spring. Yep. Up north, when the weather starts mm-hmm. to get nice and people start coming out again, they have spring festivals in the northern part of the country. We do that in here in Florida in yeah. the autumn. We it's celebrate been... the end of the, imp- the oppressive heat. <laughs> <Right>. One, <laughs> and the weather starts getting so nice that you can venture back out again without becoming sizzling. You know? Exactly. So... Just to get back to Festival of Masters real quick, in addition to the local artisans and the artisans who go and sell their stuff, of course, Disney is selling stuff. They've got their booth set up where they have T-shirts and stuff. And um, Kevin and I picked up a mug, a T-shirt, a program, a pin, and an, a watch, a limited edition watch. It's limited to 120 pieces. And the lady who ordered the watch said, these are not individually numbered. However, I only ordered 120 and will order no more. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we, we've put that together for a price pack for one of our listeners. We, we went, had Corey and Julie go to our listener appreciation Kevin, database. Kevin and John are always looking out for uh, these, these unique prizes. I love that. For no good reason prize this one is. That's how I like presents and prizes. That's, that's no good the, reason. 
That's the best kind. Yep. Should we tell them who won? Yep, we have a winner picked. I'll let you read the name of the winner. Oh, gosh, I have to put my glasses on. Hang on. Drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) Drum roll stroke. Can you read my handwriting, Kevin? I can. Drum roll stutter. Our winner, let's tease them, is from Brownsboro, Alabama. Okay. His name is Daniel Yokely. And, Daniel, you're going to be getting this prize package just because we think you're cool. And because Julie picked your name. And Bigosh has signed up for our uh, yep. our list. Yep. That's another it's link. It's a you random can, pick. That's another link you can find on our show notes uh, homepage, podcast.wwinfo.com. Give us your email address so that uh, we know who you are. This and stuff is all packaged and ready to go. We were just waiting to find out who it was going to. And just to make sure everybody understands that uh, in collecting these email addresses, we, we, we we're not going to be like be selling this stuff to advertisers. You're not going to be getting spam. Uh, from it, eventually, I'm going to start sending out notices about the show and things like that. But like the show's going to be late. Well, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say that. <laughs> Would you like to do the editing, Mr. Martin? <laughs> you want a shovel, Corey? Dig that um, hole deep. We can certainly we can certainly make that part of your job description. <laughs> I see a new sure. job coming up. Bring it on. So. <laughs> oh, God. There goes another oh, shovel really? for you. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, you want me to get creative in assignments? Is okay. this being recorded? <laughs> <laughs> There's words coming out of your mouth, Corey. This isn't being recorded. All right. We're going to uh, actually uh, wrap it. Are we, are we done with that festival? We are done with Festival so, Masters. Go see it. It's fun. Great. Okay, yes. well, you can't go see it till next year. Next right. year, It's yeah. over now. I mean, like, don't come down <laughs> looking that it's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. Where's the festival? You need your special glasses in order to see it. Well, you always have the people. festival of the amateurs out in the Space Coast you can go see. So. <laughs> oh, well, they, um, they have more people. Uh, joking. Oh, sorry. Joking. All right. That's going to do it for uh, that segment. We're going to move on to Mrs. Martin, who has her... Uh, installment of store tours this week she went to japan yes Mitsukoshi. <laughs> it's a big store yes it is a huge store i mean i had to divide my outline up into sections <laughs> like, you know like clothing toys you know <laughs> trying to go through wow. everything but um i wanted to say there was a post on the boards about someone who spotted me on the cruise that Corey and i were on um in september doing my store tour research and they posted on the boards and they said that they saw a strange or weird girl talking to into a recorder and to herself in the stores. And so they didn't know who I was, obviously. <laughs> and after seeing the Discovery Co. photos, she put, or he, put two and two together. Didn't <laughs> they, I tell you people think that we're absolutely insane or do. weird? You know, and they said every time they saw us again on the cruise, he would say, there's that weird girl. <laughs> Talking in, talking to herself. I think you should like hide the recorder like in your bra or something. So well, like I normally just take my notebook and I write. I take notes. I prefer to do that, but I did the. Um, I wanted the. I wanted, I wanted the location the, yeah. uh, report. Oh, okay. So it is nice to use the recorder, but um, I do prefer to write. So, but I'm going to go ahead and start. I did bring some snacks for you guys. Some right, Japanese some cookies and some pocky. We these have pocky. Were, these were actually better than these. And yeah. the ones that Bob has, I would say just say no. I don't want to sound like Nancy Reagan. Bob or is pretty much the only person who likes the these, Japanese cookies. These it's are like, like fortune flakes. cookies with frosted flake on them. Yeah, I think I'm going to put the them in pocky a bowl. The pocky is a milk. thin biscuit, like with chocolate and almonds on it. It's re- the pocky's really good, but I do not like the My Japanese opinion, cookies. My opinion: the pocky tastes like cocky. <laughs> 
I was waiting. I, I wanted to see how long it was going to take from the first mention of Pocky for Cocky to be mentioned. So, But I'm going to let you guys eat, and I'm going to go ahead and start. So um, I started with the toy section, and I want to talk about some unisex toys first that they offer. They have iPads. Yeah, not so good, huh? Well, those things are nasty. Yeah, they're not so good. Sorry. I like the Pocky, but not the cookie. Well, the cookies are nasty. <laughs> Excuse me for talking with my mouth for my mother's going to... I liked them. So as soon as you walk into the store, you are, if you enter through the main entrance at the beginning of the pavilion, you're greeted by just a huge selection of toys. So the unisex toys they offer, um, they have iPads, which basically they have the iCat, an iPenguin called Icy, and also a spy dog that looks like Spider-Man. So these are virtual, you know, not the virtual pet, but they're little robot pets for kids they're kind of freaky looking to me but i hear they're kind of popular uh pokemon trading cards and other merchandise origami sets for kids to teach them how to make origami uh tamagotchis the virtual pet and various traditional japanese toys as well and they also have the Yu-Gi-Oh trading cards i don't know anything about this stuff so but kids listen up <laughs> they have they have manchichis too yes they do have yeah. manchichis i haven't gotten there yet the Thank weird you, thing Kevin. About, the sorry weird, the weird thing about some of the stuff you mentioned is I thought a lot of these things were trends that were past. Hasn't Yu-Gi-Oh! passed? And no. Gigapets. Pokemon, is that all past? Apparently no. not. If they're up front, then yeah. that's the big things. I mean, I don't know any you know, 10-year-old boys or anything like that, so I really wouldn't know. But as far as um, the toys that are more geared towards girls, they have tons of Hello Kitty merchandise, as well as a Hello Kitty Barbie, um, Manchichi dolls. Sorry, as well as they also have a set, Kevin, a wedding set where two Manchichis are getting married. It's really strange. <laughs> we saw a person in a mall one day. It's a Manchichi wedding. <laughs> and this, this is only funny in our house because we saw a person in a mall one day and I said, ooh, that person looks like a Manchichi. <laughs> and okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. This turned into this huge discussion with me going home and looking up Manchichis on the internet. So John had a reference as to what he looks like. So now every time we go past them, he goes, look, there's a Manchichi. I mean, they're basically these little like monkey babies, right? They look like right? little hedgehogs. I don't know. I thought they were supposed to be monkeys. I, I really don't know. They're just fuzzy and they suck their thumb. That's all I know. Hey, just an update. The Pocky, I'm digging that. It's really good. That's yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. So The plain Pocky is better than the almond Pocky, I think. <laughs> oh, I didn't try that. No. I like the almond pocky, I think, better. She didn't but let me buy the dried fish. Good. Yeah, they had like dried fish and shrimps and stuff, like, or shrimp and stuff like that. I wouldn't let them get it. So. Did she say shrimps? Shrimps. She said shrimps. <laughs> so the pocky gets a big thumbs up. It's Julie Gump. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the other uh, merchandise for girls, they have Sailor Moon, of course, uh, My Melody, Bats Maru, and Chaco Cat stuffed animals. So keep a lookout for that. That's French for the me. boys, they have a lot more, in my opinion. They have model cars, uh, Mini Coopers, and Ducati 916s. And then they also have like certain little racing cars that's really big in Japan, Nissans and Hondas. Action figures, they have Kingdom Hearts 2 and Final Fantasy 7 and 8, Transformers, Power Rangers, mm. and Robocraft Mechanical Animals. People are always asking where they can get Kingdom Hearts merchandise. It's good to know. Yeah. Well, they have a no- lot of Kingdom Hearts it's Kingdom Hearts 2 as well. well. They have the games. Do they actually have No, other? these are these are action figures. Yeah. These are not games. These are action figures I'm talking about. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, because for a long time there was no Kingdom Hearts action figures. Yeah. So that or, or a merchandise other than the games. So yeah. yeah, they have some nice ones behind the glass. I think they're like $40. They do. They yeah, we had really a listener, nice. we had a listener from uh, Long Island, I believe it was several months ago ask us about ask me about why uh, 
that you couldn't find any Kingdom Hearts merchandise. So well, if cool. you're looking, go to Mitsukoshi in Japan. Cool. And they also offer costumes, Power Rangers costumes, and then they also have um, one of the other. I think it's Yu-Gi-Oh uh, costumes that they offer as well. But moving away from the toys, let's go a little more adult. Uh, they have a large selection of books here, um, some cultural books on language. Adult, Ma- adult books? <laughs> <laughs> more adult items. Check that out. Not toys, you know. Um, so the books they have, uh, cultural books on language, martial arts, origami, and manga, which okay. basically like Japanimation, uh, in my opinion, um, books on how to do that. They have uh, one book in particular that I would like to go back and get is a book on an artist called Hokusai. He is actually the genius of Japanese yukioi, which is a popular form of printed art in Japan during the Edo period. It's inexpensive and it usually depicted scenes from everyday life. He's actually responsible for the 30, 36 views from Mount Fuji. I don't know if any of you are familiar with those. But um, he is also responsible for bringing all the elements of European copper plate engraving to the Japanese woodblock. Do you people not take money with you? Because <laughs> every time you do the store tour, you say, I'm going to go back and get this. Haven't you got it yet? He, she well, looks at Corey and says, I'm going to go back and get this. Are this you taking notes? I know she's writing stuff down. Are you writing Christmas stuff Christmas shopping? I actually take photos, so I have a list of flagged photos that okay. I go back and get. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I particularly look for things that I might want to get the whole group and not just one thing. So. She's thoughtful. I'm thinking well, about just, you guys the whole time I'm in there normally. I, I appreciate that a lot. Thank oh, you. by the way. Could you pass those cookie bear, things? That Bear's Breath soap from a few weeks ago. Started it was using good. that. It's awesome. Yeah, Corey and I like ours too. It's really good soap. <laughs> it That's is. excellent soap. For those of you who don't know, go listen to the Canada shopping now, segment. I'm not judging you. I'm just thinking that if I was oh, doing yeah. this, I would be coming out with bags. <laughs> like tons of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I try to be a little more reserved because I probably would buy a lot of stuff. We did get a, She did get to do a pearl. Got a pearl at the... Uh, at the pick a pearl. the pick a pearl. Yeah, it was a pink one, six millimeters. Ask her where it is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you lost the pearl? Yeah, I can't find it anywhere. Do you think Lucy and Ricky practice this? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, it just comes naturally now after nine years. <laughs> but moving on, um, they also have gardening and architecture books on flower arranging and, of course, the art of the bonsai. And then cookbooks, uh, which teach you how to make your own sushi, and then other traditional Japanese recipes. They have a really large selection of swords and knives here. And I'm, I'm going to give just a little bit of history here. Japanese swords originated in the 8th century, and for more than 12 centuries, it has had a, a spiritual significance along with the mirror and the jewels. It's actually one of the three imperial regalia. So I thought that was a little interesting. I wonder how but, many of those they sell that people try to take back on the planes. No telling, Bob. But they have samurai swords, um, hatori knives, which are the finest hunting knives ever offered in Japan, and tohito cutlery, which was made from Damascus steel. And it's all behind glass, of course. You know, these items would have to be purchased and shipped. You can't um, just carry them around the park. Yeah, really. Thankfully. They also have something that I thought was very different. They have Seiko singing wall clocks, and these are very large wall clocks. They're beautifully designed. Um, They play melodies, and a lot of them play more than one. They have theme ones. I I think I heard it's a small boat after all. (laughs) There's a jewelry store in St. Cloud that has them, and I spent 15 minutes in one there one day, and the man thought I was fascinated by them. I think it was more I was horrified. You know, I thought the same thing. After a while, I'm standing there, and I'm like, I don't think I want my clock to sing. I don't know. That was a (laughs) little freaky. 
but they're priced between ninety five and four hundred and ninety five dollars. Wow! So and they're big. Yeah, they're big items. They also have rhythm clocks, which are made in Japan, and these are smaller, and they have items inside of them that move constantly. So let's see here. The next section of the store was clothing, and they have quite a bit. Uh, of clothing that they offer. They have tenugi, which is a traditional Japanese towel or head covering that they offer. Um, Kotobuki tees, which are made in Japan. Um, They have Japanese lettering on them and things like that. But they don't say what they mean. So I would... The tag does, right? No, those were different shirts. This is a different brand. (laughs) (laughs) The other tees that they have were just made in the USA, Japanese symbols, and they offered patience, dream, and strength. They also have socks with toes. You know, you've seen the socks with, you know, the holes for your toes like or whatever. Like sandal socks. Yeah. But they uh, no, they also have sandal socks, which is basically looks like a penguin flipper, like this. Like it has a spot for your big toe. Like a foot And mitten. then it has a spot for the rest of the toes. I'm assuming it's so you can wear it with flip-flops. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but did you ever see the women who greet you? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They wear them. Exactly. I don't know. I feel weird with my toes being all separated into different compartments. <laughs> <laughs> my toes would get lonely. You can tell Julie didn't make it through the 70s. <laughs> she wasn't around in the 70s. These were very popular then. Oh, my big toe would get lonely. <laughs> <laughs> but they also have a, a surf clothing line, which I'm not going to try to pronounce. But they have hats and shorts and T-shirts, both long and short-sleeved. And all this clothing is for men, women, and children. It's all, cool stuff. Yeah, it's all very floral and surfy and, you know, um, stuff that I, I would imagine that people here, surfers here in Florida would wear. So if you're into that kind of thing. They also have a, a large selection of footwear for men and women. They're all made in Japan, and they're really pricey, all $70 and up. Do they carry boots? No. <laughs> Samurai boots? Samurai boots. Oh, I could use one of them. Kaylin Blasso is one of them, and these have straw bottoms on them. Uh, Yamato Tokoritani? Is the traditional footwear in Japan, and they also have some with wooden and patents soles. You're doing really good with these pronunciations. I'm telling you, I was just going to say the same thing. It's incredible stuff. I watch Heroes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should start watching Heroes. (laughs) I love that. It's one of my favorite shows. It's really it helped. Bob, you need to start watching Sesame Street. Oh, (laughs) reading is fundamental. I have to say that there are some of these flip flops. Where the you know the piece that goes over your foot that connects from between your toes, where it doesn't come all the way back like comfortably, it just fits across like your toes basically. So when you're walking in them, it's kind of weird because I actually put them on my feet to see what they felt like, and I didn't like them. I prefer the the traditional long you know thong. I said these were really short. You'd have to see the photos. I've never seen those. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Kimonos, of course. These are $59 and up for women and girls. And they also have sashes and other accessories available. The traditional clothing for men and boys is here as well. And then, of course, they have a very large selection of Japanese print purses. You know, cosmetic bags, coin purses, pocketbooks, like all the little trinkets. You know, they even had, I wanted to get Corey, it's a toothpick holder, except it was decorated all girly. (laughs) Has toothpicks inside of it and a mirror. You That's just open it up and get your Christmas. toothpicks. I'm always, I'm always chewing toothpicks. So, so Cor- Corey's going to carry around a little girly tooth- toothpick holder. Um, I didn't get no, it. Thank you. I wouldn't yeah, make him do that. It's coming for Christmas. No, more than Corey. likely, I would have to buy it, and I would have to carry it around anyway. I always carry everything for him. <laughs> we'll have to look for a manly toothpick holder for you. 
They do have. <laughs> it's a toothpick compact, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's basically what it is. Yeah, what is that? Oh. They do um, offer some puzzles and games, uh, Sudoku, of course. They have books, games, and they also have Ultimate Sudoku. Jigsaw puzzles. They have 300 to 1,000 piece puzzles, and the themes include geishas, landscapes, and ancient artwork. I bought myself one. Oh. Thousand piece puzzle. She's Isn't props. it gorgeous? That's a really That's small box for a thousand pieces. Well, it must be the pieces. Tiny must pieces. be tiny pieces. Well, yeah. Well, Japanese have small hands, so everything's little tiny <laughs> that, pieces. That oh, leaves I Kevin and John. You put it together I with actually chopsticks. bought the Hymenji Castle. That's pretty. And we almost got away with not getting hate mail. I can't wait to do it. <laughs> <laughs> almost got away with someone writing to us saying they hate us. <laughs> Japanese, they, they tend to have the small hands. <laughs> I don't think that's the reason that uh, well, some large-handed <laughs> Japanese person is going to write to us. <laughs> it's like the Seinfeld episode, the big hands. The woman, yeah, the woman that had the guy hands. She yeah. has man hands. Oh, one of the most interesting things in this section of the store, they have pop-up cards. What? These incredible pop-up cards. They have Christmas cards and then other special occasions. Or you like open them up and something yeah. pops up? Oh. It basically, <laughs> they're like seven bucks a piece. So, I mean, I don't know who you're going to send them to. Maybe, you know, your closest friend. <laughs> I don't know, or your mother. But, you know, it's flat when you get it. And then once you open it up and you arrange it, basically it looks like a room. And you can see, like, the cherry blossoms and the building in the background. I thought they were incredible. Wow. It's really a lot of detail. She wants so. one of those for Christmas cards. <laughs> no. <laughs> Noted. Um, health and beauty <laughs> items that they carry, of course, Shishido perfumes. Um, this company was started by a Jap- the Japanese Navy's head pharmacist in 1872. Just a little tidbit for you. Um, Issey Miyaki perfumes and Dr. Silabo skin care. And then they also carry oil blotting cloths and cellulite reduction products. <clears throat> Yay. <laughs> they have a large selection of the cellulite reduction products. So apparently they must be like the leaders. There are no fat people in Japan. That's, That's why. what That's I was why. thinking. That's because <laughs> yeah. they all have little hands. They have little hands. Hey, but you're never, too, you are, you're never too skinny to have cellulite. Sorry. Okay, folks, this, this, these are just harmless jokes. <laughs> Send your emails we to We don't Pete. want you to think that we've singled out the Japanese. We've offended lots of people. <laughs> yeah. Really? Mexicans, Cubans? Hang on, we'll get Bahamians. to you. Yeah. We're equal opportunity. If we, haven't got, if we haven't gotten to you yet, just give us time. We have to do, what, we have to do the U.S. too. <laughs> this is so funny. Um, some of the more traditional Japanese offerings that they have include the Lucky Cat figurines. And I'm sure that you guys have all seen these. And I've got one for everyone. So, John, you're getting orange, which will bring you good luck in your travels. I know that you and Kevin are going on a trip soon. And you like to gamble, so good luck. Toss it across the table at him. Don't let me forget my lucky cat when we go to the casino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then I have purple for Corey, and purple will bring you strength and the artistic sense. So I thought that was appropriate. Wow. White is for Bob. This will bring you good luck and happiness. Oh, cool. But you could use a little bit of that. that. (laughs) White will remind you of soap and to use it. (laughs) Mine's going to be chocolate, isn't it, Julie? Yours is black. Uh (laughs) Like my mood ring. This is going to protect you. This is going to protect you from illness and evil spirits. I love that. And I know, you know, Kevin makes several trips a year to the hospital, so I thought... I fall a lot. He does. For an adult, he falls an awful lot. <laughs> but 
I do. I've thought that. So I wanted you to be protected. Thank you. Um, Gold is for Peter. This will make your dreams come true and bring you good luck and wealth. Cool. Cool. And then for myself, (laughs) I got red, which is going to bring me good fortune for business and good health for children. And no, I am not pregnant. (laughs) And no, you can't talk her into it either. (laughs) Look at the so, detail. Oh, Aren't really, they really? So really, really neat. They're yeah, really they are. Cute, and really then neat. the paper inside tells you about yours and, of course, what the other colors mean as well. So, Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. I love it when she goes I figured shopping. they could sit on your desks, on your computer. I'm taking Whatever you wish. Wherever I go. We'll have to get you a purple one, too, Will. Yeah, I thought about that afterwards. I'm so sorry. No, oh, I'm going to keep it with... I, uh, I, have a, um, I have a Native American fetish pot. Oh, um, so yeah. Fetish pot? That. What is that? We're going to cut Fetishes. that off. He's a Native American <laughs> fetish. <and laughs> we are nothing at the Magic Kingdom. Pete has a fetish pot. And Bobby, we're going to get you the child-proof chopsticks. Yeah. The ones that are connected. Oh, I love those. Yeah. So The child-proof chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty neat looking. They have blunt ends. So you can't poke your eye out. They look like a really big M. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. They do those for me all the time Mm -hmm. at the sushi place. So that's one of the other things they offer there as well, chopsticks. Um, They have incense, cones, sticks, and holders, as well as sets that you can buy, you know, with the incense and the holder already in. They have Japanese lanterns in all sizes. Of course, Japanese music on CD, including the taiko drumming that you hear um, out in the pavilion, you know, where they perform. They have their own CD? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Those people are talented. Japanese fans that you can have personalized with your name, umbrellas, calligraphy sets and brushes, bamboo placemats and coasters that are made in China. (laughs) After today, I don't think we're going to have many Japanese fans, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The wall scarves, uh, e-watch wind bells, and hakusan porcelain. Hakusan. Yes, hakusan. Hakusan. The bonsai trees that they sell are between twenty nine and eighty nine ninety five. They also have a special fertilizer, and you can also buy the seed and start your tree from a seed. Those things are hard to keep. They yeah, are. Corey already killed one. He I killed, killed one. You killed You're one already. To take care of it. He buys a plant and says, "Take care of this." I'm like, I don't know nothing about bonsai. <laughs> All you have to do is water it once a yeah, week. Very, very tough. Very sensitive. It died within like three weeks. They are very tough to care <laughs> how can, for. How can you grow one from a seed? I mean, doesn't it take like 150 years? Some of these. Bob, just like a tree. Some oh. people are patient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 150. Okay. I actually, uh, I knew a guy who was a bonsai farmer. He injured himself pretty badly. He cut his palm open and had to have surgery because those clippers that they use. So be very careful. They have a large selection of Mitsuadu prints. He was a calligrapher and poet. Um, his poems were on paper or wood. They also have a lot of haikusai memorabilia that I mentioned earlier, the Japanese yukoi artist. Postcards, cards, bookmarks, and frames. They also have a large selection of sushi plates and bowls. These sets are gorgeous, and they have all colors and designs. So if you are into sushi and you make it at home on your own on a regular basis, I think these are great things to have. Even if you don't like sushi, they, they make like nice, nice little ketchup holders and stuff I, like we that. We have a couple of them at yeah, home. They're just nice little ramekins. side dishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they're not expensive. No, they're, no, not. they're not expensive at all. And then they also have a large selection of Japanese tea kettles. They're steel, porcelain, or ceramic, and they have sets available with the kettle, and they come with two to four teacups. Some of the snacks we've already tried, but they do offer things like green tea and flavored soda, as well as the dried shrimp and fish that Corey wanted to buy. And then they also have uh, dried soups. 
And I bought me a pack of miso soup because I like it so much. So I'm going to try it and I'll I, let you guys know what I think. I bought me a pack of miso soup. <laughs> <laughs> you can take the girl out of Louisiana. <laughs> okay. I bought me a pack of miso horny. <laughs> <laughs> I've saved uh, the best for last, which is the Mickey Moto store. And of course, they offer white, black, and multicolor pearl necklaces. They have your pearls with or without diamonds and set in white or yellow gold. Um, Kokichi Mikamoto was born in Japan in 1858, and he began raising the oysters in 1888. He successfully invented a way to culture the pearls in 1893, and then he opened his first store in 1899 in Ginza, Tokyo. And then he was awarded his patent for spherical cultural pearls in 1908. And then he passed at the age of 96 in 1954. I just I like to give a little background. Wow, he was old. Yeah. And then the pick a pearl, of course, which is only 1480 for the oyster of your choice. They open it and then they reveal your pearl. And they do this between the hours of 12 p.m. and 9 p.m. They also have a sake bar in the back. Which is pretty cool. Oh, do they? Yes. Yeah. You can that. sample Neither did I. all types of different <laughs> sake. It's around the corner, right? It's all the way it's in the back. It's all corner. the way in the back. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can also buy sake sets here. You know, it comes with a container and two little cups. But um, I, if you enjoy sake, I think that's a great place to go. And it's kind of hidden. I mean, there were a lot of people back there when we were there. So apparently people do know about it. Yeah. But I think it's a fun way to kind of maybe... Um, End your, end your day. <laughs> Maybe just end your, end your day at the World Showcase, you know. Stop by Japan and have some sake. I think people have a, are inquisitive about sake but are afraid of it. So this is a great place yeah, to you go can and try, try it, it yeah. and find out you hate it. And it's yeah. priced, I think it's like 3 to $9 per sample. So well, Corey got some when we went to have sushi. and it, It's hot sake. It's I like an acquired taste. I used to yeah, hate it. It's it like to nail take, polish it's remover. Gonna, that's it. That's exactly. <laughs> it's rice wine. And it Not depends on I've the type of sake that you have, too. But... All in all, I thought this was a great shopping experience. I mean, it's basically a mall. Yeah, it's a big store. It's a very, very big store, but it's a cool store. I've always, it is. I always like, I've always liked to go in there. Especially if you're shopping. into Japanese culture. And, and we went and had sushi stuff. at Tokyo Dining afterwards. Oh, yeah. It was a full Japanese experience. It's a but nice little afternoon. Yeah, it, it really was. But next week, I am skipping the World Showcase. I'm going to cover a Christmas store for you guys, so don't Yay. be upset. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying uh the store tour segment that's they're really very informative and makes me want to go into some of these places and look at some of this stuff so well if you go and look at the photos after Corey puts them up it exactly. really helps yes it really does absolutely absolutely so thanks very much julie appreciate uh, appreciate the report all right that'll do it for us this week we hope you enjoyed the show and we'll just remind you that uh, the email show this week is going up with this show but starting next week uh, regular show goes up on Tuesday. The email shows will go up on Wednesday. And we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks for listening.